You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That got us. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good. We got some good stuff today. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about voting. Hmm. Now um, that the election's done, we can talk about voting. Well, I might put it out the one right before. Oh, you're going to switch these up? Yeah. Okay. You ready for so. anything? That's right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we have to do two in a row sometimes. Um, put one in the bank just in case one of us can't make it. Right. Because um, we both have schedules. But... I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, should we talk about voting issues on a show? Should we put our opinions out there and, you know, give our, give our own opinions, try to, you know, influence some people or even just like speaking our minds about stuff. And we don't like doing that. Mm-mm. Well, it's dangerous. Um, and as I was kind of thinking about this, I was reminded of a Bible verse. Second Corinthians one through 10, if you wanted to find it, because it talks about and maybe this, maybe it means something different to people than it does to me. But as I was thinking about this, that passage um, spoke a little bit about it. And maybe Chapter one. Um, I think so. Hope is firm. No. That we know that we are that share in our sufferings. We also share in our comfort. <laughs> nope, that's not the one. That's not the one. <laughs> It's uh, verse one on one of the chapters. Okay. How many chapters are in Second Corinthians? I fourteen, I think. Okay. Try four, maybe, or something. Of course, might have sermon notes in here yet. Oh, there's four. See, I have to take these. Your Bible's mostly sticky notes. Yes. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, we're we're trying. I was. Of course, tiny print that doesn't help. No, it doesn't. Um. I mean, if I just talk about it, it's it's talking about like meekness, um, speaking through, um, you know, when I when I, what he's saying is when I, when I come to you, I come with meekness, but when I'm away, I speak to you boldly. Talking about when he's like writing letters, um, to them. I don't know. Maybe we need to pause oh. so I can find it, or maybe it was ten, one through ten. I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah, 10. There There it is. 10. By the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid, yeah, when face-to-face with you, but bold when away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect towards you. Who think that they can live by the standards of this world. For they live, for though we live in the world, We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience 
once your obedience is complete. Yeah, we don't have to go further than that. But I, I thought it was the meekness and boldness aspect was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, for Paul, for sure. Yeah. And we sort of go, yeah, really, Paul? We yeah. read your stuff. Yeah. Of course, we don't know him in person. Right. And and, maybe, and I think maybe. in like 11, it, it says something, you know, uh, such people should realize that what we are in our letters, when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we are present. Some people should realize that. Yeah, we're different in our letters, but we should be that way when we're present as well, because we're treating it with a little bit more compassion, right? Right. And then all of our heads, we're all thinking, you know, this is how this should be. This is how this should be. You know, taxes should be this and schools should be able to do this. And that's what I'm going to say. But you, if you're not going to catch a lot of flies with that vinegar. No, not really. Going to put some honey with it to get anything. Exactly. So. Are we different when we are, I mean, when we write mm-hmm. than when we are in person? Oh, yeah. And then uh, that really affects us in this generation with the uh, internet. Oh, yeah. And all the different kinds of streams of influence that are coming our way. Yeah. Uh, then you add to the fact that is the issue the issue, the real issue, or is there something behind it? Yeah. And uh, when we talk in chapter 10, this is after Paul has made everything right with the guy he kicked out of church yep. and told him to come, you know, now let's have some compassion here. And we assume there's been change in his life. Uh, how much do we expect that our words will impact others towards a kingdom goal? I mean, we can have opinions. Right. And, and uh, you might make like mayonnaise on your peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> But I don't. Right. And there's no way you're going to get me eating mayonnaise on peanut butter. Right. Sorry, dude. There's certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or put broccoli in it. Heavens forbid. That is not an issue that's going to keep me out of the kingdom. Right. Nor is it going to nudge anybody else towards it. Right. But I think we need to realize that there are some issues that are kingdom related. And... When we talk about voting and things like that, those are issues of this world here and now. Right. Uh, We need to sift that a little differently than those that will actually separate people from Christ. Right. And the way they can get to the kingdom, like freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are we going to be free to speak the gospel in this nation? If we put the hobbles on someone else's speech that will equally apply to our own. Right. So when you talk about voting and things like that, sometimes I think we are con- taking in consideration all the ramifications right. of legislation that's going out there. That's true. And then I'd nudge it one step more, the people we put in office then to need to be those who will actually carry out what they say, not just say it in the, in the midst of the elections and the advertisements and the mudslinging but are these people with integrity enough to actually go and represent us in the bigger governmental system of nuts and bolts that's a good way to say something that is not inflammatory that's a good uh, that's that's (laughs) actually like a good amount of if there's one thing we all agree with it's yeah we want to be represented in a 
in a fair way. And we want to hold them accountable for that representation. But there's a lot of us, there's not very many of them that they really have to play ball with a lot of people. Right. And there's a lot of single issue candidates. Oh, yes. And so if you're voting for this candidate just because they have this stand on this issue, look, you need to actually examine where their position Mm -hmm. is on the other issues. Right. Because they're going to represent that when they go to the legislature. And so then you can make a lot of boast on one issue. Yep. Where's the fact in the pudding? And then, like you said, they're going to be one of many voices right. on the floor of legislation. Uh, are they going to be loud enough? Are they going to be able to stand up to that? True. I, I thought it was interesting in that, in that passage you read. The, it's so typical of what the internet is, really. Like, what you say on paper or online, some of the like crazy road rage things that get said, you'd never say that to someone's face. Right. If you were there, and that's because when, when face to face, it doesn't even have to be like a friend or something, but that, that um, personal interaction always softens your heart a little bit because, you know, you don't, you don't really want to stir up a fight that well, right. that much. Well, most people don't. And, but that's why I was like, yeah, maybe I should, we shouldn't do any talking about, you know, political stuff because even though me and you have a lot of respect for each other and if we disagree with one another, no one another we know that we have respect for each other right but not every everybody listening might have that you know that respect person on a personal level so that's kind of why i was like yeah maybe we shouldn't but i bet a lot of them do but i wouldn't want to alienate those that well i'd like to introduce one other piece to this because i also think we're representing a higher kingdom Okay. So as we go to the polls, I think we as Christians need to be in prayer, allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, even when we take that lead pencil to the paper. Uh, there might be something the Holy Spirit knows that we don't. Mm-hmm. And I know it's sometimes hard for us to let the Holy Spirit have control. Uh, I think we need to give some control. Yeah. I think we need to get a lot of control of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm just becoming more aware that like you said, we only see things in part. Right. And when you talk about conversation and talk about respect and, and those conversations that happen apart rather than in person, yeah. there's an aspect of that that's also uh, lost in communication. My daughter and I cannot communicate through texts very well. No? And I think I've used that. Back, back when the internet was brand new and she would text me from upstairs and I was downstairs receiving this text and, and it, I'd read something and think it was a little snarky and, and it, so I'd be a little snarky back and, and go back and forth and I realized, wait a minute. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. She's upstairs. Yeah. And so we, we decided maybe texting isn't the best for us yeah. and so we don't do very much of it. But it, when we talk in person oh, yeah. or we talk on the phone even, it adds a layer, just the, the way we speak, adds a layer of communication that's not there over the black and white. Now, I think that's what Paul is talking about here in chapter 10. You know, I, I come across timid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Read the Corinthians, see if he comes across timid. But these are all letters, aren't they? These are all letters. So they're going to be bold. We guess we don't really know what he'd be like in person. Maybe he was very mean. I was going to say, if I read Paul's letters like I've read Paul's letters, I don't see him as meek and mild. Yeah, because he says here, yeah, for some say, 
His letters are weighty and forceful, but in person he is unimpressive and his speaking amounts to nothing. Yes. So they, he must have gotten some feedback about that. Must have. Mm-hmm. Yet they'd listened to him for hours. Yep. So interesting. It, yeah, it's interesting stuff. It's okay. hard, to, hard to get from the black and white to, to know just exactly who Paul yeah, was. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, because we are seeing him from what he's written. You know, and that's kind of interesting. You know, if you read, if you're just getting an impression of someone just based on what they've written, we don't really know what they were like in person. Right. So what would happen if all everybody grabbed all their Facebook posts and a and, uh, hundred years from now and tried to figure out who you are? I mean, who are oh, you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I haven't really deleted anything on mine, I don't think. And I remember someone saying something like, oh, you should probably go back there and delete those, <laughs> you know, those ones from when you were in college. And of course, Whoa. I shouldn't point that out now, but... Whatever. We'll all go back. Yep. I was like, yeah, yes, I've changed. Yes, yes. It's, there, there's been a journey, you know? You are on a journey. There, I'm on a journey. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see the someone who's been perfect all their life. That's how I know that you're fake, you know? And a lot of times that's what we put online is just what we want people to see. Mm. You know? We want to try to influence them on a certain path, a certain belief, or just influence them to think that we are doing a great job. Oh, yeah. Because that's what we want. We want that affirmation. No one really wants to be criticized online. That doesn't feel very good. No. Criticism in general doesn't feel very good. No, but sometimes we really need it. Yeah. So I looked up kind of the top voting issues. Uh oh. Uh, So what single issue is the most important? Um, And like this was number one, it's always number one is the economy, right? And then number two was leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the ability to lead, or yeah, um, what they'd actually done. They're either they're looking for better leadership. They want mm-hmm. good leadership. That's what they want to vote for. That's the important thing. So it's either critical of the of the current leadership, or they want better leadership, or they or they like that leadership, and that's why they're voting for it, right? And then uh, I think number three this year, um, I think it was abortion. I was pretty sure. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Uh huh. And then it was climate, uh, and energy, climate and energy, those things. Um. And I think that's. And then the rest of them are very just like two and three percent. So like even. So these are like ten and fifteen and twenty percent. Yeah, I think uh, the economy was thirty uh, percent. Was said that was their number one, and then the second one was like twelve. Yeah, if it hadn't changed so violently, people probably wouldn't be quite so upset about the economy. Yeah, and actually, me and one of my friends, we did a we we decided we were going to draft these, so we each took a turn. He picked first, so he got economy, and then we each took turns picking one, um, in the beginning of twenty twenty one. Oh, and man, how stuff has changed. There's things on there that no one talks about. Mm-hmm. War in Ukraine. You know, um, still going. Yeah. Even though it's you know, still pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Um, civil unrest it's died down a little bit. Um, but then abortion was still a hot topic. So that one's been around for a while. And of course, the economy back then, too. Right. So I thought that was all pretty interesting. Are those areas where we need to take a firm stand on well, economy? Uh, what, what I find interesting is over the years, that's been batted back and forth between the two parties. And I'm not exactly sure which one's in control because sometimes it seems like this guy gets in office and things really improve. 
And then what it really does is create a curve that the next guy has to sort of take care yeah. of. And, and so the, the weight of how things change and how long it takes things to change yeah. with any given legislation. Hard to give credit to any one person. Exactly. It's hard to give credit anywhere. Yet they'll take it. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, when any, it's good, they'll take it. And when it's bad, they'll say the last guy right. did this to mm -hmm. us. Blame on something And else. there might be some truth in that. Yeah, that's generally how I come down on everything is just like, yeah, I've been pretty unimpressed with everything that's happened. Yeah. As every decision. I mean, I, I don't like that it's, I mean, I always like, like the conservatives, all they do is they just, they just go in there and say, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. And then the Stop liberals everything. say, but you don't care about these people, have some compassion. And that they have to keep fighting because, yeah, you want both things. You know, you want to, you know. And sometimes ah. compromise isn't the best to do. You know, you'd think with the two spokespersons, the two parties speaking, yeah. that you'd come out in the center somewhere and have a good compromise that would actually suit everybody. Right. But sometimes, some issues, there's not a good compromise. No. It's either no. the faucet's on or the faucet's off. Right. The faucet dripping isn't always a great right. compromise. Right. Like, I, I um, talked to some friends about, like, you know, socialism. It's like, you know, well, it hasn't really been tried in America. We'd probably be really good at it. It's like, hold on. Like, full-blown socialism, that's... that's Full blown. I mean, that's yeah. not good. Well, like, well, everyone's a nice. We would share fine. I was like, no, they wouldn't. But there's not everybody's going to be nice. I and we have a historical precedent that's set in many other nations that's, oh, yeah. that tried it. And uh, so I'm not sure I could ever be happy about that. Mm -hmm. It's just hard not to lose a lot of faith in the election system. That well that it's that it's yeah. actually accomplishing something of good you know for us as christians though we can always look at the bright side okay we're in this world and this system is in the world but we're not of this world okay we live beyond it it's mm -hmm. it's nice to have the freedoms that we have in the united states and i praise the lord we've got them in the other aspect it's making christianity pretty benign yeah and uh, we probably will have to have some persecution to wake some christians up to share yeah. their faith uh, I hope not. I hope not in my children and grandchildren's time. But at, at in in reality, this wonderful freedom is hurting mm -hmm. Christianity. Yeah. I mean, now we're calling it post-Christian right. era because of that. Yeah. And there's nothing moving us forward. We're in the world, not of it. So our citizenship is, yeah, it's United States, you and I. Mm-hmm. But it, our greater citizenship is in the kingdom. Yeah. So then the second piece I'd, I'd make note of, there are some principalities and powers, as we see in Ephesians chapter 6, that are forming what's going on. And I think we've become deaf to the fact that there is actually evil, and it might be part of the system. Right. And we should stand against it. Okay. That's fair. What about the issues where it's, um, where like, let's say like a bill is clearly trying to fix a problem and to fix that problem, they have to remove a little bit of freedom from people. What one that's like very, I mean, it's actually, it's up there. One of the, the issues is like, um, school choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know there's a lot of teachers that listen to this and like my wife is also a teacher. Mm -hmm. And she and I agree with every point she makes, 
Okay, so now I'm getting into this is going to be my opinion thing. Sorry, okay. guys. But, we have um, Alex's opinion. So I, maybe yeah. I'm just trying to say, you know, and if anyone else has something to add to it, you know, throw it out there, email me or something if I'm wrong. It's like, I agree that, yeah, like we want to make sure that all the schools are good. We want to make sure that everything is right. We don't want to like take money from one school to make one school better. Like, I agree with that, but I can't get past like, shouldn't a parent be able to choose where their kid goes to school without having to pay extra to do so? Mm. And that one's hard because and you're talking public school. Correct. Yeah. So you're not really taking away freedoms, but you're taking if someone wanted to be able to send their kids somebody else somewhere else, open enroll or choose a private school, they would have to come up with extra money. So that is a little freedom oriented, because if you can't come up with that, then you're kind of stuck where you are if True. you're in a bad school. So there's a lot of pros and cons to both sides. We don't really know what would really happen either mm -hmm. if it That's was fully true. implemented. If it was fully implemented. Uh, and, and issues become messy at that point yeah. because then you don't live into changing the, your community school and making it better. You just drop right. out and go somewhere else. Right. And that's sort of like what we have going in the church, church mm -hmm. hoppers. So uh, the second piece of that is then uh, how do you live into the school how do you have the freedom to go where you want to go? Well, you need the money to be able to pay for something exactly. else. So now you all already have a differentiation mm -hmm. where the, the resources may be not in this community, but they're in this community. And my kid really needs that. And I was just talking to someone yesterday who uh, actually moved halfway across the state because they found, finally found a school system that would deal with their autistic child. Yeah. And uh, while they were in a, in a room by themselves, all alone, doing their learning in the one place, now they are integrated into the classroom. They have, have yeah. things going right, mm -hmm. and the kid talks about having friends, and yeah. things are going well. And uh, they had to physically move to make that happen. Right. Uh, that's not always fair. No. So... It, Part, part of it is how much are you willing to invest in the next generation? I see. Oh, yeah. And so we decide that as individually as parents, as we live into our children, uh, and then we, that could open a whole other mm -hmm. can of worms with helicopter parents and things like oh, yeah. that. Uh, how much then is a community willing to live into the next generation as we prepare them for a world that we don't even know exists yet? Yeah. And that, I think our grandparents dealt with that question. Mm -hmm. And that's why we even had schools. Right. That's true. I just know from the... Uh, in other words, we're not isolated in the question. Yeah. And it's a question that's been before our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. and Oh, yeah. All the way back to the Mayflower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good opinion. I like that. I see the pros and cons on both sides. It, yeah. And it's, it's just one of those tricky ones where it's like, I can't get past that initial, shouldn't we be able to do what we want to do? Shouldn't we be able to choose? And there's pros and cons to that, having that option there. Because what we got here in Iowa is really good. We got great schools. Um, I know my, my wife wants to take our kids when they get that age to her school because they got some of the best mm -hmm. um, review, uh, rankings, ratings, I mean, you can really see it. It's, it's awesome there. But yeah. we take them away from here to get to there. go to Iowa City. 
you know, that's a long drive. Yeah, it's and just, it's not that they can't just ride with mom. Right. And that's part of it. But there's, over course of time, there's yeah. more things. Yep. So transportation becomes a major investment. That's right. That's an issue. I mean, we've talked about it just like a little bit. There hasn't been an argument about it or anything like that. It's just, oh, I good. can't. And she knows. It's like, it's like I just can't get past that one little thing. The rest of it seems like it all makes sense with everything you're saying, but one we should be thing. doing this one little thing. And it's kind of like a um, with issues like with, with the um, coming to church too, is, is you want to help everyone. You're helping, and at some point you're enabling. That's exactly right. And then once you actually do try to help, even though we're going we're to classify it as you are actually helping, what you're actually doing is causing them to suffer a little bit. And we don't want that. If a government ever came up with a program that made people suffer a little bit, yeah, that person's gone. That, that person's gone. Sometimes. Yeah, the suffering will come anyway. But, uh, but if we can't figure out that sometimes we're going to have to suffer to make a good change, then every program that gets put into place where they're handing out money is going to stay there forever. True. There's no incentive. Right. So it's socialism. Yeah. Now I don't want to throw it around. <laughs> I don't want to throw it around too much. Well, yeah. And the other side of it is, do, do you really know what's best for me? And do I really know what's best for no. you? And I think we, uh, we make a lot of assumptions. Yeah. When we follow those trails. Oh, in politics, it's all about assumptions. That's what, that's what causes that division, isn't that's it? That's what makes this conversation really dangerous. It is. Yeah. But please don't try to assume too much. So of, in, four uh, years, in four years, all those questions will be answered, right? I guess. <laughs> or not. Or we'll not. We'll see. Or not. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I just thought we'd run through this maybe before the voting or after. I still haven't quite decided. I think I'll throw it out right before. Be prayerful. And, yeah. Be prayerful about mm-hmm. about the voting, and uh, yeah, there are issues that we feel passionate about. Likely, yeah. there's reason we feel that kind of passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk carefully through the ballot. Uh, make sure you're well informed. Yeah, not just what the media is putting out there. That's one of the major things that I'm finding is media is really uh, trying to form our opinions. Oh yeah on many things and i'd really don't want to give them that privilege they want to inform us and also we want to be reaffirmed in that belief mm-hmm. if we have that belief yeah so if you're not listening to things from both sides seeing the argument from the other side i mean that's you're getting into a place where you're really hardening off your point of view and you're not going to be open to you know nuanced ideas yeah. and, and something maybe you haven't thought of so before you vote make sure you go out with a democrat and a rebel uh, make a republican and yeah. Have good conversation, good coffee, and make sure you're challenged in what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. With someone with your respect. Yeah, respect. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's important. You got to be able to figure out why they think this way, why they are firm on that thing. I think that's why we see a lot of it in those debates, you know, and that they have. And we can get a lot of information that way. Yeah. Yep. That we don't get otherwise. That's right. Yeah. And like I said, a lot of them are very open to phone calls too. If you call them, I know that for sure. So, yeah, yes. you know that firsthand. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. That's kind of interesting. One actually called me because he had overheard me talking to my my stepdad, Rob, mm. about something and how I was being critical of the government. So he called me the next day and he says, this is Senator. Oh, <laughs> like, hello. Hello. Oh, he goes, tell me about that. 
I talking to Rob. I said, I talked to him a little bit. And and the conversation is like, I was like, we well, need to do some things like this, 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 this. He's like, can't do those things because of this, 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 this one. Oh. He goes, call me back when you have some good ideas, though, because I think I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. If you could think of something, I want to know. But we're really stuck. So you, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. You you run in high circles to have somebody call you back. I mean, it, it, it was uh, it was it was interesting. It was a farm contact. Robin is very well networked. That's usually how I wow. say I'm Alex Zimmerman. They're like, okay. I'm like, I'm Rob Stout steps on. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, that yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. God bless you, Rob. To, it's kind of how I used to introduce myself for a while. But yeah. Can you pray us out and pray I for can. us as we hit the pallet, yes. hit the poles? Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you give us to live in a nation like this with the freedoms we enjoy and often take for granted. So lead us, Lord, as we go to the polls. Give us a sense of your direction as we go. Inform us, Lord, from your point of view, how you would have us vote in this time. And stand with our communities and our families as we seek to be your people called by your name. And Lord, make sure we make it to the election night supper at Westchester (laughs) between 4 and 7 on November 8th. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, and we give you all the praise and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us, and uh, get out there and vote, and we will see you all next week. Lord willing. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes, and if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.